And our first reading is from Psalm 26. Psalm 26, page 560, if you've got one of the church Bibles there. A Psalm of David. Vindicate me, O Lord, for I have led a blameless life. I have trusted in the Lord without wavering. Test me, O Lord, and try me. Examine my heart and my mind. For your love is ever before me, and I walk continually in your truth. I do not sit with the deceitful, nor do I consort with hypocrites. I abhor the assembly of evildoers and refuse to sit with the wicked. I wash my hands in innocence and go about your altar, O Lord, proclaiming aloud your praise and telling of all your wonderful deeds. I love the house where you live, O Lord, the place where your glory dwells. Do not take away my soul along with sinners, my life with those who are bloodthirsty, in whose hands are wicked schemes, whose right hands are full of bribes. But I lead a blameless life. Redeem me and be merciful to me. My feet stand on level ground. In the great assembly I will praise the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And now let's stand for the reading of the Gospel. From Mark chapter 4, and it's verses 1 to 9, and then verses 13 to 20. That's page 1015. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Again, Jesus began to teach by the lake. The crowd that gathered round him was so large that he got into a boat and sat in it out on the lake, while all the people were along the shore at the water's edge. He taught them many things by parables, and in his teaching said, Listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns which grew up and choked the plants so that they did not bear grain. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew and produced a crop, multiplying 30 Sixty or even a hundred times. Then Jesus said, Those who have ears to hear, let them hear. Then Jesus said to them, Don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the seed. Some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Others, like seed sown on rocky places, hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Still others, like seed sown among thorns, hear the word, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desire for other things come in and choke the word, 
making it unfruitful. Others, like seeds sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop, 30, 60, or even a hundred times what was sown. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. And so we pray, Lord, that even as your word is sown in our hearts this morning, it might take root and bear fruit. In Jesus' name, Amen. All Saints Day, of course, is a day to remember, a day to look back at those who've gone before and set an example to us in the words of Paul to Timothy, set an example to us in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Great heroes and heroines of faith whose names are known across the world, but also the unheralded saints who've lived for Christ and perhaps impacted our own lives for good in recent years. I'm taking a slightly different slant this morning and thinking not so much of the saints of the past, but how we as the saints of today, that's what we are if we claim to follow Christ, how we as saints of today might invest in the saints of the future. I guess my sermon title this morning is Sowing Seeds of Sainthood. I've uh, had the privilege of conducting five infant baptisms in the last 12 days. And as I've done so, it struck me just what a key role God's people play in setting children off on the right footing. And whether we're here this morning as parents or godparents or grandparents or aunts or uncles or family friends, we all have a vital part to play in the upbringing of the generations coming up behind us, directing them in the ways of Christ, sowing good seed in their lives. There's quite a lot we do in life which serves very little meaningful purpose. I'll give you a trivial example. I really wanted my boys to grow up to be Bristol City supporters. <laughs> One or two other members of my family were happy to be on board with that particular plan. So like a farmer sowing seed, I could do so in a variety of ways. Start them young, I reckon. So how about a Bristol City baby grow and bib set? Very fetching. Just a subtle message telling them who they should support as they grow up. Uh, a next step as they got a little bit older, maybe Bristol City curtains and duvet. Yeah. I did steer clear of reading bedtime stories about Bristol City's greatest triumph because it wouldn't have taken very long. And then as they got a bit older, there was the rite of passage of taking them to a game perhaps introducing them to some other fans. And these days, one of them owns a season ticket. All sorts of things I was able to do to provide an environment in which they'd be likely to keep the family tradition going. Of course, there's no guarantee, so uh, John has rebelled, switching allegiance when his cousin gave him an old Chelsea shirt and he liked the colour and decided to support them instead. There are no guarantees. 
I have heard that some adopt similar tactics with encouraging their sons or daughters or grandchildren to support rovers, but I wouldn't recommend that one. <laughs> All for what? All for what? Sowing seeds of a purpose may be, but hardly of eternal significance. But our theme of sowing seeds for sainthood serves a far more meaningful purpose. In baptism, parents and godparents are committing to sow seeds that we trust one day will lead to a living faith in Christ. And parents and godparents promise to love and care in body, mind and spirit, to sow seeds which promote safety and acceptance and security, to place their children in the context of a Christian family, to sow seeds through setting a Christian example in prayer and word and deed, And as they fulfil these promises, they provide the best opportunity for faith to grow and flourish and bear fruit, 30, 60 and 100 fold. But it's not just the parents and godparents in the case of a baptism who sow seeds of faith. The whole church has a part to play. I'm sure many of you have heard that African proverb where it says that it takes a village to raise a child. And the church is that village. Our words, our deeds, our prayer, our example as the Christian community plays its part in nurturing faith. A great privilege, but also a responsibility. And as we sow seeds, whether it be with a young baby or with an older child or with a grandchild or a nephew or niece, We're aware that some of that seed we sow may land on rocky ground or thorny ground where the seeds don't seem to take root or they get strangled by the other distractions of life. But that doesn't stop us from continuing to sow and to seek that good ground and a responsive soil. It doesn't stop us from crying out to God for our children, our grandchildren, our nephews, our nieces. Our prayer is that they will reach out to him. And once again, just as with the football analogy earlier, there's no guarantees, but we're called to do our part and trust God with the rest. I often ask young people who the key influences have been in their lives, and usually hear stories of parents, or grandparents, youth leaders, teachers, significant adults in their lives who've pointed them to Jesus. And I'm sure that we can all look back at the saints who've gone before us, the saints who've sowed seeds, good seeds of faith in us. They've sowed seeds of sainthood. And as those seeds continue to take root, we begin to flourish and then plant seeds in the lives of others. Part of a never-ending story of the passing on of the word of God down the generations as the gospel is proclaimed afresh. So what are we sowing for? Are we sowing for the, the trivial, the equivalent of that football allegiance earlier? Are we sowing for things that are no doubt important, developing life skills, character traits, positive attitudes? Or are we sowing for things that are truly eternal, with that heart and that desire for a faith that sticks and impacts everyone they meet. Let's continue to sow those seeds of sainthood and watch as God grows those seeds 
and they flourish and bear fruit. And we pray that in due time, those in whom we sow seeds will be able to stand with us and proclaim the faith of the church. Faith expressed in the words of the creed, which we'll join together in now. So let's stand together for the words of the creed.